All right, episode eight. Here we go, guys. Chloe, here we are back for episode eight of One Drink In. We've made it this far. Cheers to it. Cheers, babe. Cheers. So many beverages over there. What are you drinking, Nilo? I know I always have a billion drinks. (laughs) I have my late night coffee, as always. And then I have our amazing sponsor, Circle Bev, the sparkling protein. I'm drinking the watermelon thyme, actually. What about you? That one sounds yummy. I'm drinking the blueberry hibiscus. I don't know why I just started. good. It's actually really good. I'm shocked because I've never done protein drinks. I've done collagen, and I love collagen for hair, skin, and nails. But I've never done proteins. I love protein because – so when I had my accident, I lost a ton of weight. And I was having a really hard time gaining it back. And so my nutritionist had me at like a certain amount of grams per day that I had to be trying to intake. And I was just like having smoothie shakes, like putting protein into like everything pretty much. And now I'm still kind of in that phase of like trying to gain weight still not as bad as it was then, but so I'm big on having protein at least every day. And a drink like this is just so easy to have. And it has 20 grams of protein, which is about like probably double than most drinks have Mm -hmm. and it's collagen protein which like you said we love we love and it's only like 99 calories which is an ideal situation so if you guys want to try out circle bev for yourself and order some you can use our promo code 10 circle bev and we'll link it below as well but also i will note i love their taglines um, is with, is benefits. with benefits. I'm like, okay, that's on brand. Um, and Sounds also, like we are familiar with that. Also, light, bubbly, and refreshing like us. Just okay, like now we're being us. conceited. Sorry, but anyway, <laughs> shout out to Circle Bev. We Circle Bev, it. we love it. We love the protein. We love the collagen. Good for our hair, skin, beauty. You know, we need that. And it's an indie brand, which we love because, like, being from Indiana, yes, love yes. to support it. So, okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> All right, Chloe, your background is giving like me this. Tulum vibes, which is making mm. me miss Tulum, which I've already cried about every single day. We've actually cried, guys. We took a spontaneous trip to Tulum last yes. weekend with all of my hot single friends. I'm not over it. I'm truly not over it. Yeah. So shout out. We're not going to get too much into Tulum because we do want to respect the privacy (laughs) somewhat of our boys. Nilo, how was it? Oh, man. What was the most memorable part of Tulum for you? I would say (laughs) the the boat ride was definitely one to remember. (laughs) We'll not forget that one. And honestly, the morning after the boat ride. Okay, because you were seasick. <laughs> uh huh. So, guys, also, uh-huh. Nilu was on I the was boat. Riding and that wave, baby. These guys. Oh, oh my god! I need to go. Okay. Nilu, no, she should be on Dancing with the Stars because <laughs> these guys were like two stepping because she weighs ninety pounds, soaking wet. So he's got all, all the video, all the whatever it's called, dosy doe. Like these like swing dance guys were like flipping Nilu around. Like multiple of these men. These dancing. guys have no idea how to dance. But like, why <laughs> were they doing it with you? All the videos I have are just people picking up Nilu. And I'm like, okay, apparently you're just like fun size. It's because I'm five foot and 
like a hundred pounds, people just pick me up and they don't ask, they just do it. <laughs> and then somehow we became dancing with the stars and mm-hmm. I don't know where those dance moves came from because I'm not a dancer. That, you did really so, well. I was really thank impressed. You, thank you. Maybe we'll put the video on my, on our story. I mean, I think we should because you were vibing. Yanilu really got the benefit here, guys. Keep in mind, these are all like <laughs> my guy friends. So <laughs> Nilu, here's a trip with a free reign, like any guy yeah. you want. Here you go. Yeah, I had that go. one main vibe that I was into and everyone else was really fun. So they it was a good trip a good for vibe. me. They were all amazing guys. I feel like they're all Shout boyfriends. Out. They're you all our I mean? boyfriends. We love them all. We miss <laughs> you guys. My we cried. We FaceTimed them like every we night because we're having such day. withdrawals from them. Highlight of the trip, I think. Wait, yeah, Chloe, let's hear about your part of the trip. Huh? Was, Try and it, put it, it on me. Okay, no, you were involved, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay. So okay. I think the best part, okay, when I say involved, I it's not what you think. Um, Everyone's going to think that. I fell asleep on the roof. There's a sick rooftop of their villa that had a long, like, lap pool on the top, and I fell asleep upstairs looking at the stars with wake up to Nilu coming <laughs> up there and snuggling <laughs> with us I wanted to snuggle and cuddle it's quite lovely cuddler he could have taken advantage of that I'm such a cuddler we don't Same. cuddle though no I'm I feel like yeah you're not a yeah. girl cuddler got it no I'm, not a girl. I'm like don't fucking touch me and then it's like a guy I'm like hi like let you. me nuzzle yeah no he was in How heaven he's like I have one over here and one over here he probably had the best trip I would say I would hope so <laughs> anyway anyway all, guys- and all those guys are great they're single you know they're fun but like everyone kept asking ask why they're single yeah like when I posted that tiktok of all my hot single friends, everyone's like, do they choose to be single or like, um, look at them. Yeah. They have the, they have like, the, fuck, I would choose to be single too. I just think they're all probably not to that point in their life, even though it's like, it's is it the timing or the person? It's like, it's totally the person, but I, I think, think they're the just not ready. They're not like choosing yeah. to be vulnerable to open up that world. Do you yet. believe in bad timing with relationships? I used to. I think mm-hmm. now I believe when you find the right person, mm-hmm. the timing will make sense. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, it's, I don't really believe in bad timing. I think it's just not the right person then. I believe sense. that timing could be like, you're not, you haven't completed everything that you wanted to complete and you opened up too yeah. early. I think yeah. that's maybe what they mean about timing. Like it, yeah, it could still that. be a great fit, but they aren't ready I to I mean I, I but if you like meet someone and you like really know and like them yeah maybe you still think timing I don't know I think it's person most of the time I think timing yeah. can't have a play but I think a lot of people just like it's a cop out for sure mm-hmm. you know should <clears throat> we get into the questions okay wanna- okay first question why do we fall for the wrong guy I think it's because we might block out some of the red flags if other parts of them come off as like the perfect guy. If they suddenly are like marking, checking off all these boxes that you have in your head for who your like ideal guy is, then you're like ignoring any other sign that maybe it wouldn't work out or any red flags because you're like, 
you know, he's successful, he's attractive, he is the type of person I want to be with. But then like, there's other things that you're like, not really looking at, and you're not really getting to know them. And you're just doing it right off the bat. So I feel like you start to fall for this guy that wasn't going to be the one in the beginning. I don't know. I agree. I think we fall for the wrong guy and maybe fall too quickly when we're ready Mm -hmm. because they check all the boxes and, you know, they're a great human. They have a great job. They have a great friend group. They work out. They, they Mm -hmm. do all, they check all these boxes of things that we we want, but emotionally they may not be there. And so on Mm -hmm. paper, that's great. But then we get hurt because that guy wasn't ready for a relationship either. We fell in love with the idea of the person. Yes. The idea of being with them and the idea of what you guys could have together, like what you picture your future to be like together. Yes, exactly. And I think that's where people a lot of time, I mean, I'm guilty of it. I will not change my standards, but you'll bend over backwards for Mm -hmm. these guys. And I think that is one thing that we – like you have to make sure if you're falling for a guy, you have to make sure that you are upholding your standards and who you are and not letting him walk all over you. And because he is perfect, you want to be this perfect person because I think that's when, too, they decide I can walk all over this girl. This isn't really the person I I thought I liked. And, you know, they will choose a different route other than choosing you. Oh, my gosh, for sure. And I think that – like as females, we are like nurturing in general. So then like once we find that guy, like we're willing to do whatever for them and we start to like lose ourselves. And it's like, no, keep doing what you're doing. Don't change all your plans. Stay busy. Do what you normally would do. Don't just like suddenly drop everything for them and always be available and always be ready whenever they are. But, I mean, at least for me personally, like in my past when I've met a guy that I thought was like the perfect guy I was like willing to do anything for him and then he doesn't appreciate it he's taking advantage of it and he doesn't even really like emotionally he's not there he's not curious enough about you I think that's a huge Mm -hmm. red flags that is a huge thing that bothers me and it's been brought to my attention more like how curious are you about that person because if I'm the one that's asking all the questions Mm -hmm. and they're just answering it and it's not reciprocated you have your answer. How curious is he about you or is he just constantly talking about himself? Yeah. Or is he just talking to you when it's convenient? convenient. Yeah. I feel like more or less. Yeah. (laughs) It's like no small talk. Let's talk about it again. And then it strings you along because you keep waiting for that moment again. Mm -hmm. While we're on red flags, what's a red flag that you see? That you for a guy. <laughs> oh, okay. So I think when a guy in the beginning is like super obsessive almost, and they're like showing you a lot of attention and saying all these things, but don't actually take action on them. And they're just like telling you what you want to hear all the time. And like that to me is like the biggest red flag when a guy is overly obsessive and like overly there for you, you know, I'm well, at least for me, maybe I'm just toxic and have like issues, but then I'm like waiting for the ghosting moment. This mm. is, you're being too nice, too quick. You're too eager. You're going to dip out soon. Just so that's like my red flag is if they're too forward, too perfect in the beginning. Yeah, I agree. When I, I can't handle when they're too needy. Like 
I turn it, I turn into a different person when I'm like single mode, Chloe, I'm all about Chloe and I'm selfish and I'm kind of an asshole. And then when I get into a relationship, I like turn into this like mushy person that I hate. And I'm, I'm not this like mushy, like I'll do anything for you, but I think there's a healthy balance, which is what I'm trying to find here. Yeah. I think that's Um, what we're all trying to find. Right. But like when a guy is so needy that he, you know, Mm -hmm. like he wants you to hang out this is, again, my personal opinion. I like to hang out with somebody maybe once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I have time for, right? I'm focused on my job yeah. and my friends and the podcast and everything else. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't have time to just, like, chill yeah. with you. Right. So FaceTime me, but I'm not going to small talk you throughout the day. Right. And no. just FaceTime me at night or we'll hang out once. But I guess yeah. I don't really tolerate any other red flags. Maybe I did in a relationship before, but I don't – tolerate them now when I'm dating. What were like some what are, what's like something if a guy does you're like red flag? I don't know this is a red flag. Might just be like more personal preference, which I just <laughs> said before. Which is fine. That could be something. Is was mine a red flag? Like is that would you say that's a red flag? Yeah. Like yeah. cuz have you ever had that where a guy is like so obsessed with you in the beginning and then all of a sudden it's like flip of a switch and you're like, "Wait, I'm confused. I thought you were the one who's obsessed with me and now where would you go?" <laughs> I could say a red flag, but I think he might hear it, so I'm probably not going to say it. It was like it was kind of to your point, way too eager. He was like too eager to hang out. Oh. I was like, this is too good to be true. Like, yes. why is this guy way mm-hmm. too eager and wants me to come there and stuff? And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, and yeah. I don't really have many red why flags. Do, okay, but why do we ignore red flags? Why do you think we ignore them when we see them? Okay. I think another red flag really quick could be when a guy says he doesn't want to be in a relationship and he doesn't want anything serious and we ignore it. Is it, but that, is that a red flag for about the guy or is that a personal issue for us? I I think, I think it's like a red flag to, Hey, you need to get out of this. Like it's, you're emotionally going to get invested in something because mm-hmm. maybe you think you can change him or maybe he'll change his mind or la la la. But if yeah. he says, I'm not looking for anything serious and you are, that is technically, I think, a red flag and you mm-hmm. should protect yourself and walk away. And I think that's when Before. we sit there and simp over guys that maybe mm-hmm. don't are interested or the wrong guy because – we entertain it for too long and we start catching feelings. Whereas we need right. to be strong. And if you see those red flags, you need to be the strong person and walk away because you're going to protect yeah. yourself in the long run. And you're going to save yourself yeah. a ton of time. Right. Like, I mean, even if you're someone who is like, oh, I don't care. Like, I'm not looking for a relationship either. This is fine. It's like, I feel like that never ends up working out. You're just going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. Whether someone catches feelings or you like – start to have like expectations of him that he made very clearly we're not gonna have you done that Nilo? like a guy said like i'm not really looking for anything or you knew it was really i mean i know the answer to this (laughs) i I haven't who are you thinking someone that wouldn't necessarily want a relationship no like unrealistic because of their oh okay lifestyle yeah. Oh, yes. I was thinking about that. But I'm saying um, we set ourselves up for failure because oh, yeah. we knew that's because, not the lifestyle so, that we want. Yeah. So with him, so with this one guy, I he was very obsessive in the beginning. I was like, this is so weird. And but I like fell for it kind of. And then 
he never said like, I'm not looking for anything or whatever, but I knew deep down, like I knew deep down, like he couldn't be in a relation, real relationship. He had so much other things going on that I knew was never going to work. And it's so unrealistic, but I just kept ignoring it. I was like, no, it's fine. Like I like him. I knew exactly what I was getting myself into, but I just kept ignoring it and ignoring it because like, I liked the feeling when I was with him, I fell for him and I was just thought maybe things would change, but no, they never do. (laughs) So what did you do? Like your lesson you learned there, like that probably was hard to kind of come back from that. I mean, it was just like, I mean, looking back now, I'm like, why was I so willing to be there for him when he wasn't always there for me? Why was I so willing to go out of my way for him and like help him with things that he would not have helped, like wouldn't have done the same for me? And I think it's just because like, I, like how we said, like he was a perfect person to me. Like he checked off all the boxes I liked in a person and we got along very well. But at the end of the day, he had so much other things going on that like, I was never going to be a priority to him. And like, I probably, he like probably never even really cared, but I just pushed it aside because I thought like, you know, like things could change, things could change, never changes. And now you just don't entertain that. Like, you know, I think because of that, when I see that I'm like, now I just think, I mean, I have a different mindset. Yeah. I have such a different mindset when I meet a guy now because I, I did it with him and I'm like, I'll never do that again because Mm -hmm. I had such high expectations to the point where he would say things and make me think that there was going to be this chance of us or whatever. Mm. He was saying all these things, but there was no action behind it. So it's like, okay, are they just saying it or are they actually making an effort and putting in that effort into it? And so now I feel like I go into things a little differently because of it. I had something similar like this. This is the guy I went to Croatia with that I was hanging out with for a while. And he had said from the beginning, not looking for anything serious. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really match. His his actions said something very different, which yeah. was backwards. He didn't say it was just his actions, the way I felt around mm-hmm. him. We would go on a date every single week. We would try a new restaurant in Chicago. Yeah. We had like a routine and it felt like we were dating. And yeah. I remember, honestly, it, it it's like that the worst feeling that you had in that relationship is sometimes like I always try to remind myself what that felt like if I ever think yeah. about like going back. This guy, we'd planned a trip for Memorial Day and he was like, I like I had yes, I told you we would do something for Memorial Day, but I booked a boys trip instead. Mm. We were going to Miami for Memorial Day and then he booked like a boys trip for Miami. Yeah. And I said Like, it was very upsetting. Right. But he had said that from the beginning. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's just timing. Bad timing. Right? I was so upset. And But I had had my answer. Why would I invest my time in something that's – someone that's not investing Mm -hmm. their time in me? He ended up going on that trip and actually meeting his girlfriend, will-be fiancé, will-be wife. Oh, okay. That's great. So it's kind of like, okay, it's not timing. It's the girl. And, and yeah. I was fine with that. And that's, so yeah. when those things happen, Nilo, like when people ghost or people mm-hmm. leave and then, you know, we're the good luck Chuck and someone dates somebody afterward. Do you think that they do that just because they don't care? Like they ghost because they don't care? Or do you think that they're too afraid that they're going to hurt your feelings? Uh, I think it really depends on the guy. I think some guys do not care and they just are like what like are can go about with their day without thinking twice about it. I think that they are like selfish enough where it doesn't make a difference to them. Like, but then I think there are some guys who are the opposite, who 
genuinely will feel bad and like don't want to hurt your feelings or don't know how to like approach the situation so they just don't say anything at all but which would you rather have I would I would rather someone like at least have a conversation with me and like yeah just at least say have the conversation with me because then at least you care enough and respect me enough that you are like able to say something to me when you don't say anything at all like that's the shittiest feeling because you're like okay you clearly didn't care at all enough to even like have that conversation with me right I think it's it's just a hard conversation and mm-hmm. guys probably don't feel like, well, there's nothing good that's going to benefit here. It's not going to make me feel any better with having the conversation right. where I'm going to hurt her feelings. I don't want to deal with this. But I feel like I've heard a lot of people saying, why do people ghost? Why do people ghost? And like, clearly there's a rhyme and reason as to why people ghost, but it would be nice to understand, okay, did that person just get in a relationship with someone else and didn't want to be an adult and have the conversation? Yeah. I think on the other end, when we crave that answer, it's mm-hmm. like we're craving closure and we need to not because we have our answer. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part that people get stuck on is like they just want closure. They just want closure. And it's like, why do you, why you, do you need closure. like, a, yeah, like why do you need that conversation for closure? I guess like maybe you just want to like have that talk and like have, speak to them again and like be able to get your feelings out. But it's not – sometimes again, you just have to like accept yeah. it and let it go. If you have to ask, you have your answer. <laughs> you love I'll that always thing. say – I'll always <laughs> say that. I'll say until I blew – like seriously. Okay, wait. Going back to like the guy you were talking about in Miami and mm-hmm. even like the guy that I was talking about, like I feel like those are both like what-if relationships, like the relationships that weren't real relationships but still – like you weren't actually dating but you were like kind of dating – yeah. And when those end, I feel like they suck because you're constantly thinking like, what if, what could have happened? We never gave it a chance. Yeah. How, and someone asked, one of the questions was like, how do you get over a relationship that wasn't really a relationship? I think sometimes that's hard to get over until mm-hmm. you ha- you've met someone that you're – like until I met the, guy, the last guy I dated, I could not get over that guy. Yeah. And I know when I met this more recent guy, he, the other guy was like, oh my God, that was such a small part of my life. Mm -hmm. Like this is what it really should feel like. Yeah. So for me, it's sometimes meeting the next Mm -hmm. better option. It's a better, (laughs) I mean, that came out wrong, but you know what I mean? Like someone who's better for you. Like Like a better fit. And it, that's just how I am. I think sometimes the like, like, not dating but dating relationships the what if relationships almost are harder to get over than like a real relationship that you were dating because you fully dated the person you tried it and it didn't work out you know the answer yeah but it's like the other one it's like you didn't really get to that point and you're like well what like you're what could it have been on yeah you're holding on to the idea of like what it could have been if that you guys dated or blah 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 and then like trying to get over that is hard, but I think you just have to like accept the fact that it wasn't for you. Why are you going to force something that he doesn't want and that he's not going to put an effort into? And then at the end of the day, it's like, why do we get hung up on one person? Like you said, there's so many other better guys out there. It just sucks the in-between period of like feeling like rejected or not wanted, but take that time, focus on yourself. And there's a million cooler guys out there always. 
And that's like, like easier said than done, but I oh, agree with sure. you. Like the what if and yeah. wondering what it could be, what it would be. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good time to focus on yourself. Yeah. Not that you've necessarily lost yourself, but that's just a good time to put energy into something that you mm-hmm. love, a project, yourself, and focus there. And not yeah. necessarily – I mean, I think it can be a little toxic if you just distract yourself right and left with dates, but – yeah it's sometimes hard to be alone after that too. I don't yeah. know how you feel about I mean, that. Like right after a breakup going okay on a bunch to, of dates. I think definitely like a little bit of time in between. That's the other thing. Like it's okay to be sad. If it, even if it wasn't a real relationship, like maybe you didn't date the guy, but like you still really liked him. It's okay to like have that period where you feel sad about it. And you're like, you don't have to be like, Oh my God, this is pathetic. I didn't even date this guy. Why am I upset? Like have that time where you're sad and upset about it. And then, like, start meeting people again. Like, start dating again or whatever it is. And I think it's fine to, like, start dating. Mentally get yourself in a good spot. That's key. Like, so that you're not looking to fill a void. You're not looking for someone else to fit those emotions. And everyone go to therapy. (laughs) You love the therapy. I love therapy. (laughs) If you guys need a therapist, I'm more than happy to recommend. Leo is his name, and he's fucking amazing are we as he sponsored? i think the first time i was in there i just sat there and i was crying like i was bawling my eyes out before i met him and he's like sweetheart and i'm like i just need to see you oh my god you're like go to therapy i'm like go do ayahuasca i'm like i just got prescribed antidepressants today from my psychiatrist and he's like okay good because let's get on oh those and then come back blow bubbles (laughs) (laughs) how to maneuver sleeping over at a guy's house while living at home oh i okay like i've done that i've i had to do that for a little bit how'd that go are they i'm curious are they i wonder if they're asking like to hide it from their parents or is it like telling the guy that they're like at home so i can kind of answer on both Okay, so when ahead. I was in between, before I moved to Chicago, I was living in Columbus. And then when I left Columbus, I went to my parents' house in Houston for like about a month. And I had just like been kind of like torn up over a guy. And so I was like, fuck it. I needed to start dating again. And I had met a guy down there. And I remember leaving my parents' house. And I was like, well, I knew I was going to probably be drinking. So I'm like, I'm not going to drive home. And he kind of knew that like I was in between places, but I just like told my parents, I literally lied. I said I was going to like a friend's house and I was just going to go stay at a friend's house. Mm -hmm. And then like, I mean, the guy knew my situation with my parents. So like, it wasn't that weird having to tell him. And then like the next morning I just like pretended I slept at a girl's house. So. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really know how to, I think I would have just told Annie. Annie's like, yeah, I'm like not as open about, Guys, yeah, I think my that would parents, be hard. like I wouldn't be like I'm gonna go sleep at a boy's house, so I would I just say like I'm going to a friend's house. I don't even know like, if I say a girl's house. I think I just say I'm going to a friend's house. So say you just met this guy. What are your thoughts on hooking up the first night? Okay, so I try my hardest. <laughs> I try very hard not to sleep on the first date. I don't know why. It's just yeah. I mean, I wasn't always this Same. way. I would say like back in the day, I probably was a little more carefree about it and. Now I'm like, if I don't feel a deep connection with them, I'm not going to like sleep with 
But I think at the same time, if you meet them and you're into them and you want to, then do it. Like there's no judgment on it. It's just for me personally, I would rather wait and see where it goes. I agree. I just, I don't go on many dates as is. I like, I just don't go on dates. I feel like, especially right now. And, but I always say at first I used to be super, super conservative. And now I'm like, you know what? If you're into it, Mm -hmm. there's no judgment. See, I'm like the opposite, not as far as judgment, but as far as like, I think I used to be less conservative now I'm more conservative. Yeah. Like, cause I was going on a lot of dates. I didn't hook up with like any of them. I mean, again, I think if you're into it, like I I know certain people are like, there's a standard. I can't do this because of my pride or whatever dignity. I think you should totally honor that. Do what feels good. But also if it sparks joy and you're totally into it, like do not feel guilty for hooking up with him because I mean, I'll just share this. That's how like I met the last guy I was dating and didn't, I've never done that in my life. And then ended up dating him for a year. So like, yeah, I don't think good can come from it. Yeah. Not saying that's how, I think, but yeah. So for me, it's like, if I'm, if I meet a guy and I'm like really into him and he's, and I want to hang out or hook up with him, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, I don't care. I don't, do I don't let myself feel bad about it. No. It's the times where I'm like, the times I definitely will not do it is if I'm unsure. Don't ever right. like do it. If you're on a date and you're kind of into it, but you're not like totally into it, then wait, just wait it out. If you meet them and you're like, yes, I want to do it. If you feel that connection and you're like vibing with the person, whatever. If you feel guilty or uncomfortable, if you think you're gonna feel guilty the next have, day, yeah, don't do then it. Then don't. Just talk Wait yourself out of it and leave. Time. Yeah, just leave. Yeah, leave. And I guess um, when we say hook up, though, do we mean like sex or do we mean like? I think anything? it could mean anything. Because I think everyone's okay. definitions. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, because I know people like that will whatever hook up, but I usually don't on the first time. Except for more recently, but I was like, yeah. I know. I'm like, am I being a hypocrite? Because recently, <laughs> <laughs> well, well it's a special it situation that we got ourselves into. So that doesn't Blooms, count. Blooms <laughs> break. That's different. Okay. Uh, Wait, but also, I think people. I think the reason people girls care about that question though isn't necessarily about themselves. It's like, is the guy going to be judging me? Yeah. I don't think guys care. I don't think they do. I've either. asked some guys and they're like, no, honestly, it's kind of like the whole fly you in or, you know, you fly mm-hmm. in situation. No one cares at this age. Yeah. If you have standards and certain parameters that you need to withhold, that's totally fine. Do it. But yeah. I don't think no one is going to think that you're not wifey material because you hooked up with them you on the first time. No. And if they think that, they're fuck them, first of all. Fuck them. <laughs> also, fuck them. the question about what are they um, doing? Exactly. Are party girls girlfriend material? Because apparently I scared a guy away for being too fun. Coming out with us. <laughs> first of all. First depends, of all. Like, what, like, how wild are you? Because <laughs> there's uh, uh, different levels of party girl. So, like, there's college party girl. That's just, like, yeah. going on parties, being reckless. La, la, la. Blackout. There's, like, young professional party girl. <laughs> Sorry. still kind of blackout but kind but of you know what I mean together. like these girls that are still being sloppy like when we went to joy that day and those girls were in dresses and yeah. had to be carried out I'm like you're 23 years yeah. old and you have to be carried out of a bar like Jeez. don't do that so mm-hmm. that kind of party girl but if you like to go to clubs sometimes and or art basil or tulum and party <laughs> that is very different 
just going to go ahead and make this situation about us just again. Just be like Sorry. a classy party girl. You know what I mean? Like you can party. Just don't get sloppy and messy where you're getting carried out. Like, yeah, I'm guessing a guy's not going to look at the girl who's getting like dragged by her best friends and say like, that's going to be my wife. <laughs> Harsh. Know your limits. Yeah. Know how you are when you drink. Know your limits. Everyone needs to ask their friends, hey, how am I when I'm drunk? Like, what am I like? <laughs> am I fun to be around? Am I not? Like, Neely would probably be like, you're really bossy, but you're bossy when you're not I don't drunk. Think you're, I don't think you're bossy. And you're just like sleepy when you're drunk. How <laughs> <laughs> many like, times Neely time. just falls asleep at the house and we're like, where's Neely? Like, oh, she's asleep over there, but like not passed out, just like actually tired. <laughs> sleepy in the Because I don't sleep. It's because I don't sleep. So when I drink, it's like I'm falling asleep. You're like, good night. No, I mean, Tulum, I think I was pretty awake. So I stayed up late. I stayed up till like 5 a.m. there. I used to be kind of like mean. When I emotionally wasn't in a good spot, I was definitely mean when I was drinking. And I don't know why. Oh my gosh, same. I was so mean and so demanding. I was a mean girl. And now it's like only tequila because it's an (laughs) upper. So if you guys are downers, get the uppers. And (laughs) only happy vibes. But yeah. know your limits because I've definitely stopped talking to a guy because he was just – he could not handle his liquor and it was such a it's turnoff. Just, and, yeah, it's – if a guy Oh, my can't, God. It was please. so unattractive. Sorry. And it's like – no. Yeah, I think it's fine piece. to be a party girl who wants to go out and like be social and that it's like fine but just – There's a level limits. of responsibility. Let's say that. Yeah. Like if you're partying too much and it is affecting your work mm-hmm. life, that is when it's a problem. And that is when a guy is not really going to respect you. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you're like losing all your relationship, if you just like to go party, like everybody likes to party. Yeah. And if I mean, he I don't is know. like, yeah, I don't I'm not, not everyone. home homebody, but like. I know we're both really social people who like to be like yeah. out and about and get yeah, FOMO if we're the not. The fact so. that we stayed home on a Friday and a Saturday this last weekend, I'm shocked. Like, who are we? Changing. We're becoming. Could you have any other questions? We're becoming mature. Wait, yes. I had actually a few, a good one. Are men really intimidated by independent women? Men, can you answer this for us? Because I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're attracted to it. I think certain men are intimidated by it. And other men, I think, are attracted to it, like you said. But I think the men who might be intimidated probably have other issues that you don't want to deal with so I don't think I've think, ever dated anyone that was intimidated by me no I think they I were attracted like by it and like supported it this is a little off topic but kind of fun Nilu. uh-huh let's talk about Botox and fillers while we're on here <laughs> Ooh, I love that shit I'm here for it we'll keep this quick in case there are males but also males can get Botox first of all if you're a guy fuck yeah get Botox I'm here for it. I highly recommend. And okay, I swear it helps with my headaches. I don't mean to be that girl, but like, I feel like it just takes the tension out of my forehead. What have you got done, Nilu? Ooh, okay. So I, (laughs) where should we start? Okay, I have done my forehead, my eyebrow Botox in my 11s, which I love. And then I have done Botox above my lip, which is the lip flip. And people think don't know what that is. It's it relaxes your top muscle so that it makes your top lip look fuller. 
So if you're, if you want like to do lip filler, but you don't want to commit to like the price that's expensive to do filler, or if you're like afraid it's going to look psycho or crazy, you could try lip flip, but, but it kind of depends on the person. Some people love it. Some people don't because mm-hmm. it does relax that muscle. So it like, you have to kind of get used to that being a little bit more relaxed. I, what else have I done? I've done lip filler. I have had cheek filler and I have had a nose job and my wow, ear. girl. Oh my <laughs> God. The one ear. ear, the one ear, the one ear. So she got one pinned ear. back. I got one of my ears pinned back because it stuck out further than the other. People are going to be like, this Stop girl it. is, people are going to be like, this girl is an insecure. <laughs> I've never in my life seen you wear your hair up. I don't think. <sighs> okay. So I never wore it up because of that one ear. And then now I just, I mean, I never really it's wear like it up a habit. now. Yeah. But I, the thing is though, I just think it's fun. Like, I think it's fun to get this shit done. I don't, I don't know if that's bad or not, but I'm for it. It sparks joy, right? Like I want to get my cheeks done. That's the next thing because everyone's like, you feel more awake. And Mm. just because of like, it's part of the process of aging. Like you gotten filler before? I've got filler in my lip and my bot. I hated it personally because I have like naturally big lips, but Mm. it, made my pout like so aggressive that it was not cute. Luckily, my body metabolized it pretty fast. I get Botox right here, which I'm overdue for right now. And then I've got other surgery done. I got my boobs. I'm jealous. That I bought bought for my 20th birthday. birthday. So they're ready for a new pair. How was that process? It was the best decision I ever made. And nobody really? knows I have them because. No, I did not know when I first met no you. One. No one. Because they're they not look so natural. And not. Yeah. I was going to say they That's are very natural and they fit your body. I was a pec muscle before. I was a gymnast what my whole that life. Mean? Like a pec. Muscle? Like I was a gymnast. Oh, so it was like. So like, like I didn't have any like fat in my boobs. Yeah. It was like my biggest insecurity. And I'm like, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. And so I bought it for my 20th birthday. And like, it's so nice because I only wanted them for myself just to kind of make myself Mm -hmm. feel more proportionate. I don't ever have to wear a bra. Literally 10 of my girlfriends went and got them done after I had mine. And I, the recovery was really fast. So highly recommend. I like go back and forth. Everyone tells me not to do it. They're like, you know, like, don't do it. You have just such a cute little body. Don't do it. And one, my back is my biggest concern. I'm like, I don't need more back pain. They're just so nice because you can hide them so well. And it's like, you don't know I have boobs until I put a bikini on. And then you're like, where did those come from? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's not like they're in your face. Yours are not in your face, which I like. But I have like this other weird thing where I'm like, I don't know if I want to put more foreign objects in my body. I don't, yeah. I just like, after my accident, I got, I went on like this kick of like, I'm going to do anything I've ever thought about doing. So that's when I got my nose job. I was like, I I've thought about a nose job before. I'm going to just do it. I like and then nose. I was like, yeah, I mean, I wanted it so to cute. everything I've done. I've wanted it to be like natural looking. Like I don't yeah. want to ever look like super, super, super Barbie doll. crazy. Yeah. I want a nose job. Oh my God. You do not need one. So moral of the story, <laughs> if you want to get Botox or fillers, totally get it. I highly oh recommend. Gosh, yes. Just or do some research on do where it. you're going to go to get it yes. done. Do yeah. some research to make sure that they're the best in that area. <laughs> it was kind of random, but I wanted to throw that in because it was a question. <laughs> okay. So this is a question from a guy. When your girlfriend asks you to pick between career and your passion or her, do you run or compromise? Ooh. And it looks like it might be within like the music industry. 
I so hate DJ. I hate ultimatums more than anything. Agreed. I think they're the worst thing. Like, why would a female give a male an ultimatum? But also, when it comes to your passion, your your partner should be the number one supporter of whatever your passion is. I don't care whatever it is that you want to do. They should be your cheerleader and encouraging you to pursue it. And if they're not, run. I would say 100% run. I think it is the... I mean, I've seen so many girls give guys ultimatums and it doesn't make any sense. Like, hey, you need to marry me and you're going to deal with it or and you're going to give your career up or you can compromise because to your point, Nilu, they should be your biggest cheerleader. There should never be a you have to pick one or the other Mm -hmm. that is toxic and that person, they do not belong together. And same for guys. You should never feel like your guy should always support whatever career you want to do. So, like, if you have, like, like, your best friend, not, like, that you're trapped. Right. Like, my ex-boyfriend, he was so supportive when I wanted to start blogging and stuff. There's definitely guys out there who would probably not be as supportive or not like it. Yeah. And even just, you know, Instagram and everything, like, I could definitely see guys being against it. But thank God he was supportive and encouraging because I don't know if I would have done it if he was otherwise. You know what I mean? I can't imagine being with someone who wasn't cheering me on to do it. I just can't imagine someone asking me to give up my – okay, let's reverse this, I guess. Yeah. Somebody asking you to give up your career for them. (laughs) I mean, I guess it depends on the situation here. Like, like, yeah, like not even – but it's not even just your career. It's like your passion. You're like – it's your – Like you have to stop blogging and podcasting today. And yeah. And all – I have to give up my joys and my, like, hobbies. I mean, if you're going to provide the lifestyle, that's a different story. No, I'm kidding. It sounds like these ultimatums are, like, that career is so toxic that I need you to not be around it. And it sounds like there's yeah. probably a deeper situation that's happening. Yeah. There's a deeper insecurity that they're asking you to give that up because they're not secure with yeah, that. I'm guessing if you're like a DJ or in the music industry, it's probably the pa- the part that you're surrounded with other girls or there's like other people around attention, late nights. Like it is hard working in like that type of industry to be dating someone because you are out and about all the time. And so, I mean, I get why she might but be upset, but not asking to someone like, to give up their passion yeah, doesn't make any sense. I think that's like where you have to find a compromise that as far as like, why is she uncomfortable? Are you doing something that's making her uncomfortable? Why does she want you to give it up? Yeah. It could be like, if it's the partying, you could say, hey, I need you to give up the partying. You don't have to give up your passion. I mean, I know those two tie together, but maybe there's more specifics. That I get on compromising. Totally. So men, you're not, you're supposed to compromise on some things, but on your passion (laughs) and your career, you don't need to compromise. Yeah. No one should give up their passions. No, you should pursue them. That was a great question. Um, yeah. Okay. Do we have any other good ones? Oh, wow. Neelu, this is interesting. Ready? Dating a guy for two years and never met his family. They're Persian. How do I address this? <laughs> oh, okay. Let me answer this for you because I am Persian. These two. <laughs> um, okay. So it's a girl asking why she hasn't met his family. Yes. Okay. So my guess is. One is because the cultural difference. Like, I mean, it just depends on 
his family, every Persian family is going to be a little different, but my guess is that she's probably not Persian and his parents are probably like stricter. So maybe they are like a little bit more hesitant to bring someone home to meet them. I honestly, I never really bring people to meet my parents, but that is maybe more of a personal thing. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Two years is a long time. I would say, especially like when you're, I mean, they're like in their thirties. I mean, the thing is like his, that must be very strict parents because I, I mean, at that point, I mean, at this point, my parents don't care who, what kind of guy, they just want me to get a boyfriend at this point. They're like, (laughs) we don't fucking care. Just get a nice one. They never cared if I dated someone who's non-Persian and I never Mm -hmm. have dated a Persian guy. But I could see some parents being a little more strict or some people being a little afraid to bring someone home because it is just such a cultural difference. Like I never brought a guy home and my, but my sister did. So it's not really, that wasn't like a family thing. It was just a personal thing, but still, I just was like, "Mm." so it could be just a cultural thing. I feel like that should have been an early discussion though, right? Yeah. That's something you guys should be talking about and like, yeah, like two years in, you should have like your answer on that. Yeah. One more question. Uh, Okie dokes. How about, okay, last question, and then we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for staying on this therapy, therapy, this therapy session this far. Hello. The question was, what questions not to ask on a first date? Ooh. Okay. Money. Anything about money? <laughs> I Never. had a guy ask me how much money I made, and he I was like- I too. Not Okay. It wasn't Not even okay. a first date though, but so maybe he felt more comfortable, but like, I was like, I wouldn't, you would be pissed if I asked you. So I don't know why you're asking me. I have never even talked about how much somebody makes when I'm dating them. Right. Is that weird? I mean, I think I did a little bit with my ex, but we were living together. So like we split the okay, that's different and rent differently, but like, if Not you're like not finances, if no. you're not like sharing bills or money in some capacity. Okay. I think not talking about money. Mm. I think don't bring up ex-girlfriends if you still have feelings. Let me hear what you think on this one. But I think it's okay to like talk about like when your last relationship might have been. Totally. Or how long ago or how long it lasted or whatever. But like not the details. Don't never. Yeah. Don't talk the details or resentment. Like if you're super resentful Mm -hmm. still and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, he cheated on me. He did this. He did that. Do not bring that up because that is going to be such a bad reflection. Yeah. He needs to think you are a pretty angel. <laughs> Delicate little flower. Delicate little flower. Just kidding. What else? Daddy Money, issues. Exit. <laughs> Never talk about issues. daddy issues. Okay, daddy what else? Issues. Religion. Yeah. Nah, you could talk religion. I if you're, okay. you could talk religion. If you're not coming off in a way that's preachy. Yeah, I think if you want to share what you believe in or what you do, or if you go to like this or that, but if you're like, you're a bad like, person because you're not you, this. Yeah, yeah, I think it's okay. Like I talk about church because I go. Yeah, to I think that's here in Chicago, so yeah. I'll say, oh, like I remember I said that one time, and someone was like, wait, what? You go to church? And I'm like, yeah, I go to church, but like I kept it really like light and sweet, and it was kind of like this is what I do, not necessarily like you're a bad person if you don't if do you this. Don't, yeah. Um, and, and some I, people, they look for someone who is religious or whatever. So, like, maybe that's right. something you want to talk about because it's good. what you look for in a partner. And never talk about politics. Last. <laughs> never talk about politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? 
Okay, so I guess that's like our list of things to avoid on a first date when you're first meeting a guy or girl. So what are some things that you can talk about on the first date? I'll start. I think ask as many questions as you possibly can on the first date without sounding too eager, but I think listen to them. And then while you're on that subject, ask more questions on that subject. So if you're saying, great, what are you doing for the holiday? Let them speak. Ask them where they're from. Ask them what their hometown was like. What was it like growing up in Brazil, Indiana? Let them tell you what was okay. So that's a huge transition from Brazil, Indiana to Chicago. Like I can't even mm-hmm. imagine what that was like. Things yeah. like that, that are, it's more of like a small achievement. People will like to talk about without being like, what are some things that you've achieved in your life that you're super proud of? Oh God. Yeah. Don't make an interview. No, but I think it's okay to just yeah. let the conversation flow and dig a little deeper yeah. into what they're already passionately like talking ask about. Ask follow-up questions on the questions or the topics that you're talking about so that you can get into like a deeper conversation and take it like away from just being surface level. Because like nothing's worse than going on a date and it's like the most surface level conversation. You don't really, it's things that you could have learned about them through their hinge profile, like whatever profile. Forced. It's like learn more about them and find out things that make them interesting or unique or things that are going to make them like seem more attracted to you. You're going to be more attracted to if you like get to know them better. And people, I mean, at the end of the day, most people like to talk about themselves. So like give them the chance to open up and like tell stories about their life or like what they've done. And like everyone I think has probably a story they want to tell. So just like give them the chance to do it and you never know where the conversation is going to go. For sure. We have some really exciting guests coming up, guys. So thank you for staying tuned with us this long. Mm -hmm. We're really hyping these people up. And I am so excited to share. Yes, yes, yes. We're in for it, though. (laughs) No. We will probably have a short episode next week because it's going to be the holidays. And then New Year's is happening. So the holidays, our schedule make it a little crazy. So definitely follow us at one drink.in if you don't already. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a screenshot so we can thank you. And yeah, that's pretty much it, I think, for this episode. And just a big shout out to our sponsor, One More Time Circle Bev. Again, we'll leave that promo code in our episode notes and you can try their sparkling protein with 20 grams of collagen which is amazing for our skin and beauty and hair. So maybe I don't need to get Botox anymore. (laughs) All right. Thanks guys. All right. See you. Bye. Bye.